Well, welcome to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And what do you do when you mess up, when you make a mistake? Wait, hold on. Where is that in this text? I don't see that anywhere. Yeah, well, yeah. usually we do a hook out of the text, but I, I decided not to do it that way. I figured we, we kind of messed up with our... With the, if you're using the the written devotional booklet, then you see that we kind of got off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just gonna what you do when you make a mistake, you just figure out how to go with it and That's how right. to turn it around. So yeah. okay. here's what we're gonna do: we're just gonna be a day ahead in our reading today, which is fine, and yeah. then uh, we'll get it fixed uh, before we get into the weekend. Yeah. Now, if you just simply listen to podcasts, don't worry about it. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't make a mistake yeah. then. No, we didn't. Nope. <laughs> All so right. You, you want to start reading verse yeah. one? That's Luke two, Luke chapter two. It says. At the time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. You know what we should have done for this? We should have just had Peanuts read this uh, yeah, from Charlie right. Brown because he did the whole thing. <laughs> it was Linus. It was Linus, Linus who did yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. The comic strip was Peanuts. Yes. Yeah. Why was that Peanuts? I don't know. Oh, uh, you know, I think it seemed like it was one of the original. It seems like Charlie Brown or something may have been called that early on. I, I did okay. hear the story behind it, but I don't know. Uh, okay. Know. All right. Verse 2, this was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. So this is a few-day trip to go from Nazareth Mm -hmm. to Bethlehem. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. Poor girl. You're very much oh, a child, and now you're walking for three days. Well, we were, we were, you and I, when we were in Israel last November, we were looking at that trail because you could see yeah. it from the highway. And right. I can't right. imagine walking the highway. That trail, it's, it, it's full of boulders yeah. and crosses stream beds yep. and mountainous terrain. It, it's oh, yeah. tough. Right. Yeah. No, it's not some road trip, it's, no. it's a trek. And while they were there, the time came for her for a baby to be born. You kind of wonder why. Mm-hmm. She traveled for three days. Yeah. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in snuggle. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Now, I love just some of the imagery here. In the original language with the strips of cloth, it mm-hmm. would have um, actually been in line with what Jesus would have been wrapped in after he was crucified. Mm-hmm. And then as he was being wrapped, they would have also laid him on a cement slab, his, mm-hmm. his body. So I just imagine Mary, when he, because she was there after Jesus had died, and they're wrapping Jesus in strips of cloth on a, on a oh, slab. Man. Her mind back. would have gone back to when yeah. he was a baby laying her in a concrete manger, because yeah. that's what it would have been, a stone manger yeah. wrapped in strips of cloth. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so much connection there. Verse 8, it says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks as sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. Hmm. Dad, have you ever gone to the shepherd's caves in Bethlehem? No, I've not. I, you know, I've been to Israel three times, but or four times. Okay. And But I've not been to the shepherd's caves. Yeah. The one time I was in Bethlehem, it, it wasn't all that great because we just went to that big church that was not all that sure. you know, interesting to go to. Yeah. 
But you were telling me about those shepherd's caves. Yeah, yeah. The last couple trips that we've taken, I've taken a group into, so just outside of Bethlehem, there are these caves that you can stay in, and tradition has it, this is where shepherds in the area would have stayed. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of cool to picture this whole scene, you know, the shepherds in those in those caves. And, oh, yeah. And just outside of those caves is this valley, and it just fills with light yeah. in the darkness and all these angels singing. And there's even a lot of shepherds there in that same area even today, the Bedouins. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I talked with somebody when they said that they went to the shepherds' caves, there were Bedouins staying in some of those caves. Oh, really? Even so today? even today uh -huh. being used, because you can imagine it's, it's good shelter. Oh, that's cool. You want to take it from verse 10? You bet. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. Every time an angel <laughs> appears, it's don't be afraid. Of course, uh, I think you and I would be uh, scared to death as oh, well. Oh, yeah. He said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people, which is such a key because just as the first promise of the Messiah was to Adam and Eve, but then when to Abraham it was in you, in him, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That this promise of the Messiah, and this is where the... I think the first century Jews really missed out and the even the between the Testaments Jews and a lot of their writing that they just saw this as a savior for them as a people, a Messiah to deliver them as a nation. And that that's not what the promise of the Messiah was about. It was really about salvation for all people, which of course what all we all need is deliverance from our sin. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Now there's been speculation about were they singing, it says saying here, but um, saying would have also have included, it's just proclaiming, I guess would be the better way to understand this. Yeah. I still think they were singing. People have said, well, it doesn't say they were singing or just, I don't know, it's just hard for me to believe. You know, when you think of grade school kids who are reciting something, I don't think that's how it was right. being proclaimed. I think right. that this was done musically. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. So it's interesting. You have God being born, God comes in flesh, and the guests invited to that event are shepherds. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Well, they were the lowliest of people in that area, and I think that, uh, I mean, there's a couple of messages here that, first of all, this is for all people, and the yeah. angel specifically says that this is for all people because they would have thought of themselves as being excluded for any kind of good news or any kind of a community event. They were not invited to those things. Right. Shepherds were looked down upon. They, you know, they stayed with their animals out in the field. They didn't smell very good. They just didn't have the same kind of hygiene that people who lived in town would have had, and they were looked down upon. So I think that that's part of it. Shepherd represents us in a way. I think so. Yeah. I think it, I think that is exactly it. Right. And I'm just I'm One so of my grateful. favorite theories, I do want to share this. One of my mm -hmm. favorite theories is, uh, we don't know this for sure, but it is pretty cool to think about, is just in this area outside of Bethlehem was a place called Migdal Adair, 
where people would stop to get a lamb mm-hmm. to go sacrifice in the temple. So you're taking your family to the temple, you'd stop in Migdaladere, pick up your lamb to go sacrifice in the temple. And these shepherds were certifiers of this this lamb is good for sacrifice. It is it is spotless. Mm-hmm. And so we can we can, you know, families can take this into the temple. Yeah. And so one one theory out there is that the shepherds also it was for that reason they represent us. They were invited us, to be the inspectors also, of this perfect lamb. Yeah, yeah, which is just kind of a cool thought, if true. Oh, it is. You know, but yeah. it's just a cool well, thought. Well, and I, I think that the historical evidence behind that as far as the shepherds being in the field, and by the way, people have said, well, it, it couldn't be, Christmas couldn't have been in December or Jesus' birth couldn't have been in December because shepherds aren't in the field in the winter. Well, that is the case in many places, but in this case, in this place, Shepherds were in the fields year-round because these were the special sheep that were being used for sacrifices in the temple. Yeah. They needed that 12 months out of the year. So, yeah. and, and the winter is not the same. as in, It's not as cold there as it is in Chicago. In Chicago, least, right? you didn't have the snow and the ice and things like that. They did have shepherds in the field 12 months out of the year. Yeah. And I think there's other good evidence for why Jesus' birth was in December, but we won't go into that now. But I'm, <laughs> sure. I'm one that I, I, I believe that it was. So. Yeah. Don't let the naysayers destroy your enjoyment of Christmas. Yep. All right, we're going to go to Proverbs now. And so Proverbs, we got uh, chapter 3, mm-hmm. and uh, you picked out a couple of verses I think are great. Yep. Eleven, ver- Starting in verse 11, it says, My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline. Don't be upset when he corrects you. I, I want to get to verse 12, but let me just say this real quick. Is a lot, Oftentimes when the Lord disciplines you, it's through other people confronting you. Mm-hmm. And of we should accept that. We should lean into that. Mm-hmm. And and he says, "You don't get upset when he corrects you, for the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights." Mm. Yeah. So don't run away from confrontation. Yeah. And recognize that uh, when you do, that oftentimes God's discipline becomes even stronger, and yeah. it can be detrimental to you. It's so be- so much better for us to listen early on, to be constantly paying attention yeah. to how's God pruning me? What is he doing in my life and how does he want to change me? That's right. It always hurts. But people confront me over the last few months, you know, little things here. I always hate it. And at first I always, you know, I want to push against it. Oh, they don't know, they don't know. And after a while it's like, no, this is this is how God set community up for us to yeah. help each I other, mean, to confront each other. Right. I don't think it was right for, for you to put me on leave, you know, last Friday. I, I think the way you were talking about me behind my back, that was not... Well, as this verse says, my father, don't reject the <laughs> Lord's discipline. <laughs> All right. It's so good to have you guys with us again today, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Well, I guess we're not going to see you. This is all audible. You will hear from us yeah, tomorrow. Yes, we're looking forward to you joining us tomorrow. <laughs> God bless and have a good day.